I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. Have you ever felt like you don't fit in with any of the extremes of dating today? We didn't either. So that's why we're here looking for the middle. And welcome to a very special surprise episode that you were not expecting because we are being quarantined and we haven't been releasing episodes the past two weeks. And we weren't going to for another two weeks, but here we are, people. You're welcome. We were like, you know what? People need to know how to date in quarantine. Yes, they do. Which is why yep. we're talking about texting today, because that's all you got. Exactly. <laughs> so we are going to talk all about the do's and don'ts of texting somebody you're interested in or messaging them in other mediums, like yeah. social media or dating apps. Uh, before we do, two quick things. Just a reminder, if you're not already following us on social media, shame on you. Um, you should go to so we are on Facebook at Looking for the Middle Podcast, or you can find us on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast. We've also been doing Couchcast Live the past two weeks, so if you follow us on Instagram, you can get in on that action, so you should go do that. And we are on Friday again. Yes, we are. Like this, this Friday. Friday. This Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going live. You should be there. We would love to have you. We're going to talk all about singleness, yes. but who doesn't love that? And the other thing I wanted to remind you of real quick which this has become even more relevant now that we are quarantined. If any of you are listening and you've gotten onto a dating app in the past couple of weeks while you've been sequestered to your home, um, we have a resource for you. We have created a free online dating investigation guide, which is basically a list of topics and questions that you can ask or talk about with somebody that you're talking to online, texting, social media, however you want to talk to them. So you should go download that if you haven't already. You can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com slash resources, and you can request your free download there. Perfect. Okay. Is that all the housekeeping? Yes. Are we ready for a question of the day? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So I was thinking, one, about the topic of this episode, and a, I've had a lot of extra time on Facebook these days, so it ties in with one of those too. So have you seen the thing on Facebook that's like, ooh, list the 10 things. I'm not going to make you do 10. Don't worry. But list the 10 things that you don't like that seems like most everyone does. Yes, I have seen these. I was like, ooh, that's fun. So I made my list and I actually have used that with someone that I've been talking to, like okay. since we've been quarantined. Like it's a really, it turned out to be a really fun way of like finding out things about someone that you wouldn't necessarily be able to okay. just in normal text conversation. So I'm asking you that, but you only have to do like three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Three things that I don't like that most people do. Yes. Can we assume hiking is on the list and I just don't have to say it? Yes. Okay. All right. Because hiking would be number That's one. That's a no-brainer. Um, I don't like ketchup. Um, I don't like steak. And I don't like soccer. Perfect. So those are three things I feel like anytime I tell anybody, like, are you even American? And <laughs> like, yes, I am. I like yes, a lot I of American am. things. That's funny. Um, just not those. So. Well, one of mine was sweet tea, which gets me kicked out of the South every time. I so. don't think I knew that. Really? Oh, you yeah. No, don't I don't like, like it. sweet tea. Okay. All right. I guess nope. we can still be friends. That's fine. So that, see, that's kind of everyone's reaction. No, one of mine was sweet tea. Um, pedicures was another one. I don't like getting pedicures. I did know you didn't like pedicures. Um, 
And then I actually had soccer on mine too. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> oh yes. Y'all, I, I have mad respect for people who can run 11 miles in the course of 90 Absolutely. Minutes, but I just think it's, what is it? High, it? high, um. That's my whole thing. Effort, I'm like, I don't return. like high turnover, low reward ratio sports. Yes. <laughs> yes I like basketball because you can score triple digits in a game and it's not abnormal. Yes. So, okay, cool. Great question. So, hey, if you're talking to someone on an app, you're texting someone, throw that one out there. That's a good one. Yeah, because it's it's a fun way to be like, hey, I've been seeing this all over Facebook, so what are yours? Like, it's not like this weird interrogating question, but you find out some good info. Yeah, because they can go either the serious or the fun route or both, or you know where not to go on your first date based on the type of food they don't like. Mm -hmm. So there you go. All right, Bethany, kick us off. Let's intro what we're kind of already did, but give us a grander intro than I did of our topic today. (laughs) Okay. So today we are talking about the do's and don'ts of texting someone you're interested in, but we'll use texting loosely. It, like we said, this could be social media messaging. This can be phone calls even to an extent. It's almost like the do's and don'ts of dating in quarantine (laughs) because I've said, I don't know how many times it's a whole new world out there, y'all. The old rules don't apply anymore. I mean, some of them do, let's be real, but we're all trying to figure this out. Like, I don't know what to do. So we did come up with some things to do and things not to do when it comes to like how to text someone. And a lot of these just apply all the time, but I think they may apply a little bit more now because you don't have your wonderful in-person personality to fall back on. (laughs) Yeah, for real. And this is honestly where I get a little bit insecure because I feel like I'm way more fun and engaging in person than I am when I'm talking to someone online or texting that I don't normally talk to or that doesn't know me super well because... I mean, like I text you, you can read between the lines, you know, my personality, you know, how I talk and all of that. But when you don't have all of that established already, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm so boring and not fun to talk to at all. Well, and really, and we talked about this, you and I did a couple of days ago about how, especially if you're going like the dating app route. And so you've gone from talking on an app to texting and then you're trying to make that transition or figure out when to go from texting to talking on the phone or in like going out in person. And I don't know how to explain it. If you've done it enough, like there's this sweet spot, you can feel where you're texting and everything's great. And then you kind of hit this spot where it's like, okay, if we don't talk on the phone or meet in person soon, like this is going to fizzle. Like texting only carries you so far. But now when it's been weeks of not being able to go anywhere. And if we're being realistic, we're probably halfway through, I feel like. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's been three and a half weeks and it's probably gonna be another three weeks, the end of April. And so how do you hit that sweet spot and want to try to progress to something else, but then at the same time, you literally cannot. So I I don't know. I think we're gonna have to get creative a little. One, legally, and two, just... (laughs) to be fun like yeah I don't know do you go meet a guy in a parking lot of a restaurant that used to be open and eat in your separate cars and yell out the window I don't know is that what dinner dates are now (laughs) have you heard about Netflix party I've heard of it I haven't tried it have you yeah so Lauren and my roommate me and two of her friends every Sunday night at eight o'clock we I didn't go the last couple weeks because I was gone but I've done it a couple times and you watch Netflix 
together. So you're all like on this link. You can pause it and it will pause it for everyone or play ah. or whatever. And then there's a chat window. So you can chat about the movie while you're watching. And so I've heard a lot of people are doing that for dates. They're like picking a movie on Netflix and then they're chatting during the movie. That's such it's a like good idea. Mm-hmm. So just a little tip if you Love haven't done that. that. You have to use it. On, it's an extension on Google Chrome. So you have to use Google Chrome. But Oh, so you can't like use your phone. Mm-mm, I don't think okay. so. I think it's a computer thing only. But that's fun though. I know, isn't it? I'll cool? have to try that. You should. Cool. Okay. Rabbit trail. So sorry. Let's start with <laughs> we're gonna break down the do's and the don'ts. Let's start positive. Let's start there with what you do when you're texting or messaging somebody that you're interested in. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is to text with purpose. And that doesn't have to be super serious. It's kind of common sense. Instead of always just saying, hey, how are you? How was your day? Or, you know, hey, what's up? Ask a question. Be creative with that. It shows a little effort. It shows you're interested. It, it just takes a little more effort than the, hey, how are you? Everybody says that to everybody they come in contact with ever. Like it, there's nothing special about that. So... Well, and how often do you answer that truthfully? Because you're, you're just conditioned point. to say like, oh, I'm good. How are you? Even if you've yeah. had the worst day ever, nine out of 10 people, you're not going to tell them that. Yeah. There's nothing about that interaction that fosters going deeper with getting to know someone. And I'm not saying every text message you have to send has to foster a deeper connection. Trust me. I don't do that. But when it comes to the general just like tone and effort put into it, show that you're interested, I guess. One side note, uh, purpose does not equal interrogation. <laughs> so when you say text with purpose, I'm not saying play 20 questions every day. That's not what we're talking about. I, I think my dad had said this to me not too long ago. He was like, you know, when it comes, <laughs> you know, think of a generation removed. When it comes to this whole online dating thing, it's kind of how he started the conversation. He was like, I feel like you just have to approach these interactions as if it was in person as much as you can. And it's so easy to get caught up in finding out right off the bat every little spiritual thing and all of these deep character things and all of this stuff because you're like, well, we're dating and I only date with the purpose of getting to know someone for marriage. That's great. But if a new guy walked into church and you were like, oh, he's cute. You're not going to walk up to him and be like, so what do you think about this? And what are your thoughts on that? And are you a patient, kind person? No, you're not going to say those things. He'd be like, you're weird. You're going to just get to know them. You're going to get to know what they like to do and what they like to watch and just all those little things. But then interwoven throughout that will be the bigger things just as part of a natural conversation. And so as much as you can mimic that in an online context is I think what you're going for. And so the best interactions I've ever had when it comes to texting or apps is that you can just have a conversation. There's not this pressure of, oh, I've got to hurry up and figure out all of these things right now. I love that. I, it made so much sense. And like uh, when he said that, I was like, why have I never thought of this before? Yeah. Like, why have I not thought through? But he's so right. But for some reason, and I think talking behind a screen just gives people a whole lot more bravery in a good and a bad sense <laughs> um yeah like it totally people, does yeah they're so much more willing to say things that they wouldn't say to somebody in person or in this case that they wouldn't say to somebody in this timing in person mm-hmm. and 
I feel like it takes so much pressure off because if you were to meet a guy at church and you had one little quick interaction with him where you talked for two or three minutes and then you both went on your way, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I totally failed. Like I didn't even figure out what like, you know, his siblings names were and how long he's been a Christian and like what his <laughs> like top three theological, po- no, no one's going to like be thinking, how dare you, Kristen, you didn't use your time well. Like, but when we're texting for, you know, at, two or three hours, which is the equivalent of like a five minute conversation. <laughs> um, people are like, oh, have you found out this, this, and this? And you're like, no, I'm just trying to figure out like if I like talking to him. Yeah. First. Well, and that brings and- up a really good point is everyone else's thoughts are heightened as well, I guess you could say. And I think this is especially pertinent when it's in a, like a dating app or an online dating context is because there's like, oh my word, you have to make sure he's a real person you know? And so there's like, oh, well, do you know this? And do you know that? And what's a social security number? And you know, all this kind of stuff where you're like, in any other context, you'd be like, chill out. We just started talking. But in an online or virtual context, you feel that pressure. Like you need to hurry up and figure that out. And you just don't. No. And I feel like that's even more heightened with a girl because you are trying to like, because if you do meet a guy in person, you're like, okay, well, at least I know he's real and I know how tall he is and he's actually as tall as he says he is. And like, it's not this. For like, real though. I have to validate everything you're saying. And I'm super guilty of that because I know a guy's name and I'm immediately Googling him and be like, what can I figure out about you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. That with people I meet in person too. So it's kind of <laughs> consistent, but at the same time, just, I definitely think it takes the pressure off when you can treat your online or digital interactions as you would in person yeah so do text with purpose don't interrogate them don't I guess purpose does not have an inherent urgency to it either Mm -hmm. like okay especially now when I think it's better to slow down because who knows when you're going to actually see this guy I mean typically if I'm talking to someone and it's not a long distance situation we'll talk for a few days a week maybe two and I'm like okay let's let's go out kind of thing but you can't do that now. So you're going to have to really rely on that conversation. And if you run out of things to talk about in the first two weeks, you're in trouble. And it may not be because you've actually run out of things to talk about, but because like we've said before, you've talked about all these big, serious things and it creates a false sense of like compatibility. Slow down, talk about the small things and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we're doing a whole episode on that one thing. So let's, I'll shut up and you move on to the next one. (laughs) Let's keep going. All right. The second thing you should do when it comes to texting someone you're interested in is that you should apologize or offer some sort of explanation if it takes you an extremely long amount of time to respond. Define extremely long. Extremely long. I am not saying that if you take two hours to text them back, you should give them a reason because that is perfectly fine. But if you're really interested in this person and it takes you 12 hours to respond to a text and that's out of character for you, like be willing to offer an apology and some sort of explanation. And that will go a long way because I mean, you think about if you're really interested in somebody, you want to talk to them as much as you possibly can, especially at the beginning. And I'm not talking like obsessive, like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting by my phone waiting for him to text me back. But you see his name come up and you're like, oh my gosh, I really am glad he's, you know, text me back so I'm gonna text him back and if it takes forever and you're not used to taking forever you just saying hey I'm so sorry I had a really big work project that's been you know taking up all my time today I'm done now how was your day 
what's going on? Or don't say what's up because we just said not to do that, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, but just, and maybe if you're, which we'll get to people who say they're bad texters in a minute, because I'm a firm believer that I don't really think they're actually bad texters, but we'll talk about that in a second. But (laughs) if you're just not a consistent texter and you take a while to respond and that's normal, your window of needing an apology or an explanation may be longer, but just be considerate because if you, you felt like you were being ignored by somebody that you were interested in, you would want some sort of like explanation. Or yeah, reason. without any explanation, that says very clearly, I'm not that interested. Yeah. So, if, so if you're not, fine. <laughs> but if you are, you need to make sure you're not sending the wrong message. Yeah, so I mean, say, about- hey, little explanation. You don't have to explain every detail of your life, but just a quick, almost more like an acknowledgement of the big gap. You know what I mean? It's almost like saying, Hey, I know that was a really long time. Here's why. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this huge thing, just kind of a courteous acknowledgement of it. Exactly. And then one other thing too, um, this is really kind of just at first, if you've just been texting a couple weeks or you've only been out a couple times and you don't have like an established, I don't even want to say relationship, but like if you've gone out a couple times or you've been talking for a while and you're like, okay, we like each other and we're going to keep doing this. You don't have to explain every little silence at that point and don't expect him to either. Like this is really just at first while you're just establishing like, Hey, I'm actually interested in you. Once that's kind of been established, you don't have to continue to explain every little thing. Cause I mean, I've had guys before where I'm like, Hey, look, it's fine. Like I, I know you're busy and I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you devote your time to your work. Like, don't worry about it. Just text me when you can. Like, it's okay. So don't expect this like for the life of a relationship. Yeah. Well, and I think it also is really, it's something you can do while you're figuring out the rhythms of the other person's life. Because after you've been dating them for weeks or months, you know that Tuesdays are his long day at work or that, you know, Every third Saturday, he goes golfing with his dad. I don't know. I'm making up stuff. Whatever it is. Yeah. You you know. So at the beginning, you have no idea what this person's day-to-day looks like, and they don't know what yours looks like either. So you're kind of, in this way, teaching them that and being like, hey, I'm so sorry I've hardly talked to you today. Tuesdays are my super long day at work. And then three Tuesdays from now, if you're still talking, you're not having to explain yourself every time because they exactly. know. So it's just one of those courteous things you can do it. Again, this is texting someone you're interested in. So not necessarily like, hey, we've been dating for six months, but just those first few weeks being kind and courteous in the way you message them. So yes, I like that um, you pointed that out. So then let's talk for a second in the context of after you have gone out, like okay. what, do you, what do you do? So yeah. let's say, let's say if you do want to go out again, <laughs> I, I say text him within 24 hours. I think the three-day rule of, oh, you have to wait three days to call, that went out the door with cell phones. Yep, for sure. Or at least whenever texting became like a primary mode of communication, the need to wait three days to talk to someone after a date just is it, it's just not a thing anymore i gauge how much or how quickly within that 24 hour time period i text him is directly proportionate to the amount of fun i had on the date and the amount of interest <laughs> i have going forward if we go out on a friday night and i was like that was fun i'd go out with him again if he wanted like yeah that was fun okay like we i'll give this another try i may text him saturday at two 
if I had a really good time and I want to make sure he knows I had a really good time, I text him that night. I'm like, hey, thank you again for tonight. I had such a good time. I hope we can do this again. So. Okay. What happens if you didn't have a good time? I very consciously do not say that I had a good time. Don't pull um, Chandler Bing. I got myself great. into a Chandler Bing situation, guys, not too long ago. I went out with a guy, had an okay time, spent the whole time, though, kind of going back and forth. Like, I don't know if I want to do this again. I'm not sure. I couldn't decide. And I wasn't prepared when we got out to the parking lot. And he, like, gave me a hug. And he was like, I would really love to do this again. I had a really good time. And I said, okay, yeah, sounds good. Text me later. And I was like, crap, I don't know if I really want to do this again. This is must be how Chandler felt. And knowing you, you probably said that out loud as soon as you got your car. <laughs> and I was like, dang it, why did I say that? So I'm normally really good about not saying I had a good, good time if I didn't. But I think that's important. You need to be honest. It doesn't mean you have to say, I did not have a good time. But I say, thank you so much for dinner. I really appreciate that because I do, whether I had a good time or not, I appreciate that he took me to dinner. But then if I don't want to go out again, I do not text him afterwards. I let the thank you right there be sufficient and I leave it at that. I think that's smart. Good call. All right. Our next, we've got two more things to do. So the second last one, people, I will climb up on my soapbox now. Proofread your messages for the love of all that is holly and jolly, as I like to say (laughs) during Christmas time. No, proofreading your messages matters so much more than you think it does. And I know I sound like a grammar Nazi or your ninth grade English teacher, and I don't care because if your texts... It matters. Yes, or your online dating messages or your online dating profile consistently includes spelling and grammar errors, the other person is going to notice, and it typically won't work in your favor. So... Can we also talk about punctuation too? It is, I guess that falls under grammar. Or yeah, it does, whatever. but punctuate your sentences. Yeah. If I you're texting me in one blob, like use periods. If you text me and it is like seven, eight lines of a bubble in my texting and there's not a period or a comma to be found, we're going to have problems. Yeah, because you're so those are signs you're supposed to breathe. So if anything, you're just gonna suffocate the person you're talking exactly. To. No, but just re it takes literally ten seconds for you to reread what you said to make sure it makes sense, to make sure you spelled everything correctly. And every now and then, I mean, there's grace. We're gonna make mistakes. But if yes. it's constant, like that's a problem. You and can tell the difference too. You can. You really can. And also, just another thing to think about, autocorrect can be a real pain sometimes. And I know it's there for yes. our benefit, and it works wonders most of the time. But I have been burned more than once where I've wanted <laughs> to like say something, especially something like super emphatic or like really important, and then there's been an autocorrect, and it takes away from everything. Or if you're trying to be snarky and like make your joke, and then you, did, you spelled something wrong, or it autocorrected a word. I'm like, I know they know what I meant, but now it's just not funny anymore. No, it's not. And you want the person you're texting to be able to read the message you sent, to interpret it as you intended as easily as possible. So just, it's a very simple thing to do. I know as girls, we 
tend to probably overthink our texts anyways, which means hopefully you're rereading them and you probably have a friend reading them too, which may work in your favor. But if you don't, <laughs> that may be something we to don't do think about. Okay. <laughs> Never. Okay. Never. Never. And Bethany's <laughs> begun lying to all of you. Uh, <laughs> no, just, I won't harp on this forever, but just be, you know, take the extra time to read through your messages. It will go a yes. long way. Okay. okay. Which brings us to our last point. Our last do. Do pay attention to the tone of your text. And I know it's a fun, easy thing to say, oh, there's no tone in texting. Yeah, there is. And you know it. So pay attention to that and read through it as someone who doesn't know what you're trying to say. Kind of like we were talking about earlier is you don't have your in-person personality to fall back on right now, especially when you're not able to go out and see people in person. And so something that I might text to Kristen and she will hear me reading it because she knows me. You know what I'm saying? Like she will read that in my voice almost because she knows what that is. So reread your text messages to an extent, you don't have to get like crazy about this, but reread them from the standpoint of knowing in your mind that this person does not know your voice, especially if you're talking like dating app, they literally may have never heard your voice before. So be careful being real snarky or making jokes sometimes that could come across as like complaining or annoyed or whatever. You may know that you're joking, but they may not. And you don't want that to give them the impression of you're just a really negative person. I actually talked to someone online who just seemed super negative and it was like everything was someone else's fault and everything this and everything that. And I was just like, I didn't know how to interpret any of what they were saying because I didn't know this person. So just kind of think through it from that standpoint. They don't know you. Your humor may not land at first. So reread texts if it's questionable. And if it's questionable, maybe just don't even send it because it's really easy to misunderstand or misinterpret it based on those things. Yeah. Or if you're really questioning, send it to one of your friends and be like, hey, if you read this, what would you think? Like, would you, you know, think it was funny or would you think I was being rude? (laughs) Where's the the line? (laughs) And yeah. And like what we were saying a minute ago, the things that make up your tone may not always be the words, but it may be the punctuation you're using or the emojis you're using. I know we're getting super technical here. And even words that like ha ha and lol and i appreciate when people put those because then it's like this little wink of oh i'm being funny and I'm like, yeah so i'm not because I, I mean i'm a huge fan of sarcasm don't get me wrong and most of the time i can pick up on it but on the odd chance that yeah. i can't those little hints make it a lot easier yeah. so like bethany was saying just think try to think through it as objectively as you can before you send it and it will make things a lot easier yeah well and um we all know witty banter is like one of my love languages and so I am all for like the joking back and forth when you're texting someone it's like the best way to flirt with someone you know what I mean and so there is nothing worse than trying to do that and you're like making a joke and then the person coming back and like explaining what they meant because they thought you were serious there's (laughs) nothing worse than that I'm like really so use the emojis, use the LOL, make sure they know you're joking <laughs> because yes. you don't want them trying to explain themselves when you're like, no, no, I got it the first time. Yeah. You're like, I'm aware. And we're not clicking. <laughs> we're so not on the same page on. here. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So that's enough things to do. And I think we threw in like a lot of 
things not to do in that even. But let's be specific here. What are some things you should definitely not do when you're texting or messaging someone that you're interested in? So the first thing I would say not to do is don't text them 14 times in a row with no response, particularly if it's during work or school hours. Now, I think three is like acceptable. Yes, which I'm really guilty of. Like, I don't typically send multiple messages. I do paragraphs in one. I do too, and I like separate them. If I have yep. separate thoughts, I'll put a, sp- a blank okay. line and then yeah. start the next thing. Pink break. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but just blowing up their phone, especially at the beginning of getting to know someone, it really comes across as like you're smothering them, like you're needy. Those are all things we know we don't want to be. So this is one way that you can not be that by not sending them multiples of messages in a row. And this is also why I always encourage people to talk about their communication expectations up front at the beginning of a relationship. I'm not saying at the beginning of like, I've been talking to this guy for two days, which Bethany will talk about in a second, but you know, let them know, Oh, Hey, by the way, on Wednesdays, I work 14 hour days, so I probably won't be able to talk a lot. So then most likely your phone's not going to get blown up. But if you don't communicate those things ahead of time, this, you know, could happen. And, you know, you can't really, you can't control how he communicates. But the moral of the story, do not blow up his phone at the beginning. It's just not a good look for anybody. Yeah, I think that's something that is more likely for girls. (laughs) I would agree. Um. But guys are not immune from this. I've had, I'm one, I don't like being smothered, especially early on, because I'm like, oh my word, if this is how you are now, where is this going to go from here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, I don't know. So, guys, if you're listening, girls can like, they have a higher threshold for this, I think, but still stay away from it. Um, and I did want to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about waiting until you're like established as a dating couple to really dig into like your texting expectations or your communication expectations because and we've talked about this several times in different episodes over over the time we've been doing this and I've always thought in my head I can just picture this girl who's like been texting a guy for two days and she's like okay so let's establish like communication expectations and she's thinking oh yeah they said to do this on the podcast so blah blah and the guy's like oh my word she's crazy like I've been talking to her for two days so we've never had a good place to come back and like establish. We're talking about you've gone out, you have established yourselves. We are dating. Then talk about that sort of thing. This is not a get to know you conversation. (laughs) No, not at all. So, and this is where you can kind of work back in um, those meaningful questions that we were talking about at the beginning of this episode of like, hey, what does your work week look like? And then you learn like, oh, he doesn't have a desk job and he works really random hours. So during these hours, I won't be able to talk to him. So I'm not going to try. Yeah. I mean, really use that early time of communicating to kind of, you may not have to talk about your communication expectations because it meshes. So use that early time to see how you communicate. And if there are places of like frustration or like you're missing each other and you can't quite figure it out, then talk about it. It's not a must. It's an, if you need to kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you'll figure it out as you go. Exactly. So then the next thing is that you don't want to have important conversations over texting that would be better suited for on the phone or in person, even in quarantine. Like this is a rule I think that hasn't changed. (laughs) Um, Like 
yeah, you can't be in person, but you can talk on the phone or you can FaceTime. And these are those conversations that because there isn't as much tone in texting can get misconstrued. You Things where you need to hear tone and maybe even see someone's face. So you FaceTime or whatever. Don't resort to texting for those big things that need to be talked about on the phone. And we're not going to give you like a list of what those things are. You know what they are. And they're going to be different for every relationship, but you'll know what that looks like. And I've, I'm guilty of this. I've done this before. And sometimes I don't even realize I've, I've started a conversation. Where I'm like, oh, this would be better in person. What am I doing? You may realize once you're like in it, you're like, probably shouldn't have done that. And so I've even just said before, like, hey, didn't mean to make that super serious over texting. We can talk about it later. Like, it's okay. Um, but yeah, try to keep those conversations in person or on the phone as much as you can. Yeah, that one's a it's a big one, but it's just short and sweet. It's just like, it's just something you should yeah. do and stick to. And it doesn't really change regardless of whether you're stuck in your home or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Our next thing that you should not do when it comes to texting is don't give one or two word answers. Okay. Think about what Bethany was saying earlier when she was talking to her dad and like the way that you are interacting with somebody on your phone or online should try to be as similar as possible to how you would interact with them in person. If you're having a conversation with somebody in person and you ask them a question and they're like, oh, fine. Oh, cool. Thanks. THX, whatever. You're like, okay, this person doesn't want to talk to me. And then you walk away. Texting is no different. So that's just, I feel like if you want to talk to somebody or somebody wants to talk to you, they will give you more than that in conversation. And when they're not, then you may need to take that as a little bit of a red flag, yellow flag, whatever you want to call it. But, (laughs) and I'm saying, we say this because we're telling you guys that are listening, are you ladies? Most of you are women not to do this, but just real quick, you don't have to put up with one or two word answers all the time either. Mm -hmm. And I know as a girl, like, oh my gosh, I really like him. And he's so cute. And he's texting me if he's texting you and your answers are this long and his are this long. Like that's not, you can't see me, I'm, but you can like, I'm looking at myself in a video on the Zoom call, but you like, you know, hit your message takes up half of your screen and his is one line. Like it's not, you don't have to keep that up. You know, yes, we say all the time, particularly this season, you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you. And if they want to be with you, they're going to talk to you. Yes. Instead of giving you these little blurbs. And I saw this quote on Instagram recently and I just thought this was so good. It said, I've seen busy people make time. I've seen bad communicators communicate well. I've seen bad texters respond quickly and write paragraphs. I've seen people who aren't ready for a relationship get ready in two conversations. If someone wants you, you won't have to ask for effort. So true. Yeah, because, you know, people say, oh, I'm a bad texter. Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not ready to be in a relationship. When you meet somebody that you really want to be with, all that goes out the window. Yep. And... So don't think, oh, this is just like, he just doesn't like to text. No, if he really wants to talk to you, he will talk to you. So don't settle for, oh, this really cute guy's texting me one word every four hours. You, you know, it's okay to expect more than that from somebody. Yeah. And it's okay to ask about it. I I think you have to balance here. Like we as women communicate differently than men do. Um, And so you have to make room for some of those communication style differences 
just because he responds differently than you would in a certain situation doesn't mean he's not interested. It just means he's a guy. I think I have, that's something that I have really learned over the past like couple of months is that I put, especially in digital communication. So this is like, I think a big thing when we're talking about texting, I put meaning to a text from a guy that is, if I just said what he did, here's what I would have meant. And that's not always the case. He may say the same thing, but mean something very differently or in a different tone or from a different place than I do. And so I may take 30 words to say something and he may take five and that's okay. We're not talking solely about the number of words. And I think you got that from what like Kristen was saying too. Like we're not saying if he only says two words in any text message, it's a no-go. That's not what we're saying. It goes, it may only take five words to communicate what needs to be said in a particular response. But if the pattern is over and over, you spell out this whole long thing and he says, ha ha, or cool, like good grief. That's not, <laughs> that's not okay. So balance that though with, he's not going to say as many words as you do. He's a guy. It's just the way it is. And don't overlay too much of your own headspace on what he's saying and if you you like the guy ask him about it I've done that before where I've been like okay you're not giving me much to work with here <laughs> like I can't I can only do so much with a cool you know and so does he get defensive about that or is he like oh sorry da, 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 you know and change like that tells you a lot too and how he responds to you asking about it I think yeah I think that's a great point yeah, just remember at the end of the day, conversation is a two-way street. If you feel like you're having to keep every conversation going or that if you never texted him, he wouldn't text you, that, and that's normally what I do. If I get to that point where I'm not sure, I can't quite tell, is he not interested or is he just communicate differently? And I feel like I'm keeping a conversation going or I'm always the one like texting saying, hey, how's it going or whatever. I just don't. I stop and I say, okay, for the next 24 hours, I'm not texting him first. And if at the end of 24 hours, you haven't heard from, or I mean, if y'all aren't talking every day, like whatever that time frame is, but if you're talking every day and at the end of 24 hours, you haven't heard from him because you didn't start a conversation. Well, that says a lot. And I've had that go both ways. I get to the end of it and I'm like, huh, didn't ever hear from him. So that, you know, kind of, that says a lot there, or he does text you and that says a lot in the other direction. So I think that's helpful. Yeah. I mean, once again, do you want to be talking to someone who doesn't seem all that interested in talking to you? Like these are questions you need to really ask yourself and think, you know, it's great that, you know, I met this guy and he's really cute and he seems to, you know, have a lot of the qualities I'm looking for. But if he doesn't really seem to want to put a whole lot of effort into talking to me, is this somebody I want to spend my time trying to force conversation with, you know? Yeah. So just these are tough questions to ask yourself, but I think they're really important to ask yourself because they're going to save you a lot of heartache if you can go ahead and figure this out ahead of time. If, okay, yeah, if I'm honest with myself, he's probably, he doesn't seem that interested. Whereas you're keeping conversation going for months on end and he's just kind of going along with it. And then you get more attached and then you get more hurt when you finally do come to terms with what you could have come to terms with earlier. So yeah. speaking from experience, 
So mm-hmm. don't don't think we don't know what that oh, feels like because we for sure we do. absolutely do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think it's okay too if you get to that point. It's either like, okay, is this going to, where's this going? And you know, you're probably getting more attached than he is or whatever. I have just said, and don't say it accusatorily. Is that, is that a word? Sure. We'll make it a word. Don't make it an accusation. There you go. That's what I was going for. Accusatorily. I'll go add it to the dictionary when (laughs) we're done. Thanks. Um, But it's okay to send a message saying something to the effect of, you know, I know you're busy and I have a lot going on. Um, but I just can't quite tell where you're at with this. If you're, if you're not all that interested, like it's totally fine. I just want to know. It's better to do that early rather than later and get hurt. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asking for clarity is not, I mean, you don't want to have to ask for it typically, but if you have to, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, okay. Our last don't of the list is don't rely on texting completely for your communication. Texting is great. I got asked, uh, I started a job one time and they did this like new employee survey and they're like, what is your favorite invention? And mine was texting. <laughs> and everybody thought <laughs> for that real, was real though. Cool but it's, it's great. And I mean, I think about like, gosh, my parents had to either talk on the phone or, and they had a landline. Like how terrible is that? And so texting is awesome, especially in the times we're in right now. I mean, mm-hmm. what an incredible you know resource we have in it, but it shouldn't be your only form of communication with the guy you're interested in. Like Bethany said there, you know, at the beginning, that may be what you're doing, but there's eventually going to come a point when there needs to be some uh, progression in your communication. So suggest a phone call or a FaceTime date in our current circumstances. <laughs> Or if you're long distance, that may be your only option, whether you're quarantined or not. So, you know, it's okay to ask for these things and move forward because, like I said, I mean, texting is wonderful, but there's only so much you can get out of it. And there's only so much you can talk about within that context. And you get to know somebody so much more deeply. And I'm not saying like, you know, deep, dark secret, but just... yeah you're you're hearing their voice and you're hearing their tone and you're you're getting more real-time reaction they don't get to weigh every single word that they say yeah. and you know retype the message four times before they <laughs> send it you know you're getting how they actually are and you're getting to hear their personality come through and there's a lot of value in that so yeah. don't negate that just because texting's easy or comfortable and like I said earlier, I know a lot of us are more brave and we're a little more confident when we're texting because there's a screen between us and there's, you know, a filter because we can send this message to 14 people to proofread before we do it. (laughs) But there's a level of vulnerability you get from that in-person interaction, whether you're on the phone or in person or on FaceTime or whatever. So use texting as a method, but not the method. And I think that your relationship will be better for it. Totally agree. I think that's, yeah, a perfect way to round out the list. One final thing I would say, and this is just a general encouragement, if you're frustrated, if you've tried dating in quarantine and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to, you know, stop or I don't know what to do and you're just frustrated, just remember this isn't going to be forever. We're not going to be stuck like this indefinitely. 
hopefully sooner rather than later, there will be a day when you can go back out and you can go meet that cute boy for coffee that you've been talking to for a couple of weeks and you can be within six feet of people and all of the things that right now it seems, I think we're at that point. It's been a few weeks where we're like, oh no, this is normal. This is our new way of life. And it's going to stay this way forever because we've been doing it long enough that we've settled into a routine, but it's not, it's not going to always be this way. It may look different once we're done. Like, you know, we may not go back to the same normal as before and that's okay, but it won't be forever. So just keep going. We'll make it through. Everyone else is in the same boat. I think that's an encouraging thing too, is no one else can go anywhere either. So it's okay. We're going to make it through. through. Yes, we will. Okay, guys, we will wrap up there. If you have learned something today or if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend about us. We love doing this. We love connecting with you guys. And so we would love to connect with more of you. So pass it on. Let a friend know that we're here and we're fun and we're kind of funny. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like we mentioned at the beginning, we will be on Instagram live on Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing Couchcast live there. I think this week we are talking about singleness particularly. So we will put a question box up on Instagram and stories today. Feel free to DM us a question. And then once you get on the live, feel free to ask them right there too. We will be answering your questions about singleness live on Friday, 7 p.m. on Instagram. LFTM underscore podcast is our handle. And we will see you there. But until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.